gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Glowing Weak Point, the show where uh, we start really late, but it's fine. We'll we'll make it work. It's gonna happen. Right, we'll, shit happens. We'll get through this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shit always happens, dude. Like, shit does always happen, but legit, like... It is, in- it is incredible that this show comes out. Not not on time, because it definitely doesn't do that. It hasn't been on time in, like, all. six months. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that was after we changed the on time to make it easier for it to be on time. Right. It's it's um, been a it's been it's been a one, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> it's been in existence, so Yeah. Um I'm your host, John, with me as always, my co host Ronaldo Pinkerton Wombatson. Me And uh hey, what's your glowing weak point? Uh my glowing weak point is College is done. Nice! It's done. I have to go to... I have to take two online final exams, and I have to take one in person tomorrow at nine in the morning, and it's done. (laughs) And in reality, I don't have to take any of those, because even if I don't, I've passed the classes. You know? Like, whatever points I get from these tests are just like... Extra. They're just gravy. Yeah. Right. So we're good. We're golden. We're doing fantastic. Okay. Um, okay. Oh, and I, I took my little niece to a doctor's appointment today, and she's fine. We thought maybe That's she had, good. was like developing allergies or something because she does this like <coughs> <coughs> cough, right? Yeah. And, and she gets congested sometimes, so we were like, ah, eh, maybe she's getting allergies. But apparently they can't even develop allergies until, like, 18 months or some shit. So. Okay. She's fine. Well, that's good. She's just a little faker. <laughs> she's just demanding attention. Uh, what's your glowing week point, uh, John? Um, my wife's birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Kristen. It, it it would be my birthday, but uh, I was actually more excited for hers. Um, so I, I talked about over the last couple times, I think that uh, she was doing this thing for me where it's it's like a basically an advent calendar down to my birthday, and every day I got to like get a bath bomb or a, a snack or something, right? A pair of nice socks. Um, well. That was uh, my my birthday. The lead up to my birthday is rather long because uh, my birthday is at the end of the month, whereas hers is uh, very soon into the month. <laughs> <laughs> so I I had a very limited amount of time to turn around and basically do the same thing because that was like, man, I could I could do the same thing, but like plus it up a bunch because like I have one sixth the amount of time to give things across, but I don't want it to be like. You got a uh, fruits fruit snack today. Welch's fruit snack. Ha- ha- happy birthday for a Welch's fruit snack. Yeah. Woo. That's comparable to the six times as much that I got. So, <laughs> I uh, I really I really plussed it up a uh, fuckload um by uh every every day I gave Two candies that were the same but different. So I kind of themed it that way. Uh, so I gave um, 
like Reese's cups one day, but I gave the Reese's cups and the Reese's big cups. Okay. Um, the Reese's. How did, big of a Reese's big cup? The it's like twice as tall. Because like I got, it's, I I was given a Reese's big cup once that was like the size of a pie, and the middle part was like super gross because no, 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 there's no, not no, enough no, chocolate. No. no. And there's no. way too much peanut butter. No, Reese's Big Cup is a thing that is on shelves right now um, at your local grocery store. Uh, go go to your uh, H-E-B and you can, you can pick up a Reese's Big Cup. I don't like how um, you pronounce the H in H-E-B. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that sounded real, real Georgian right there. <laughs> it's, it's British. Nah. It sounded Not like you were the, you were putting it sounded like you were putting emphasis on it for a bad reason. I didn't like it. No, I mean the reason is because the British are weird and they pronounce H as H. They also pronounce Z oh. as Z, and I hate that. I hate that oh, so yeah. much. Like where see, do you see a fucking D in that letter? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I I don't pronounce things as Z usually because I agree that's stupid. But also because that is the actual pronunciation for that. They pronounce H as H, or H as H, and they, that is incorrect in British English. But everyone does it. Why? So, I, I, it's, it's just the way things are. It's like how ain't isn't proper English, but everywhere in the South we use it. Uh, although now it is like right, right. If enough people di- use it, it becomes proper it's, English. It's dialectal proper English, but um, the same with y'all. But yeah, yeah. H H is something that they they absolutely hate over there um, as as English teachers, but it's it's taken hold. So I do it to make fun of them for uh, choosing to pronounce their thing wrong. Actually, a quick um, question to you Yankees out there. How do you refer to big groups of people? Um, like that's y- that's the greatest use for y'all, right? Let, um, I can just say, "Hey, y'all!" And everybody looks. It's great. What 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 do y'all do? Because uh, <laughs> you would say you all. It's use. Use. Hey, you. Yeah. Why? Y o u s e, use use guys. I was it's, about to say that feels like it should be followed up by use guys, but see now we're yeah, getting into is, gendered language. You can't refer correct. to everybody well, as guys. Okay, okay. God, I will argue against that. Guy is listen becoming very ungendered. I don't disagree, but other people do. So. <laughs> Yeah, some people just wanna wanna complain. But yeah, use. The the Yankees use use, the um the plural of you. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure that's <laughs> just what it is. It's what it is. <laughs> you, Let's you, you, on. and you. There's there's multiple use, so it's use. I took us down um, a tangent. I don't like this. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's okay. We had fun with it, so that's all that matters. Um <laughs> What was I saying? Um, yeah, so I, I I would do a kind of theme thing. I I had a 
a Pralines Bonbon, and I also got some uh, Frere Rocher. Okay. Those in there together. Um, and Not the uh, weird ones I with got... like the hazelnut bits sticking out, right? Yeah. Oh. Pe- people like those, though. Okay. I-, I just got the regular ones that you... The, the normal Frere Rocher. I mean, people are entitled um, to like those, but I I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, we know your opinion now. Yeah. Um. Uh, I got like a nutty bar, and then Reese's has a a wafer candy similar to that, so I did that as well. Um. But yeah, just just a bunch of of doubled up thing themed duplicates. And then I also gave, like, a gift along with it. So, like, as you know, we're a fan of stationery, so I gave her her first day a stationery <laughs> gift, and it's a couple 3D stickers and uh, a new fountain pen and a new ink uh, and a cool, uh, it's actually a really cool mechanical pencil because uh, it's it's a multi, multi it's a two-in-one so you you turn it one way and it's a point three mechanical pencil, and you turn it the other way and it's a point five. Um, so like normal use and then really fine use, right? Um, and uh, one of the days I gave her a um, uh, one of her favorite books growing up was Golden Dog, um, Golden which is Dog? a Golden Dog. It's a it's a story about a uh, Australian um, dingo slash golden retriever hybrid, I think. Um, uh, a dingo ate my baby. <laughs> that that is my Hugh Jackman impression. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Um, but I, there, there was apparently a sequel made that is has been out of print since forever. Oh, and because of course, I managed, I managed to find a copy of that. Now she wow. has Ajax the Warrior as well. Ajax so, the Warrior. That sounds cool. But I, it's probably just about another fucking dingo. It's it's the same dog. Yeah, Ajax <laughs> is the name of the Golden Boy or Golden. Oh, okay. For the first one. Um, yeah, so, uh, it's, it's interesting, like, I enjoyed getting my gifts throughout my time, but I was the whole time looking forward to her getting her things and opening her things and seeing it the whole time, uh, that, uh, honestly, I, I much preferred, um, hers. (laughs) Well, that's awesome. Yeah. But enough about me. Let's enough talk about, about the news. Yeah, where do we want to start? Have you had a chance to look over any of these? I kind of looked at a couple of them. All right. What what do you want to talk about? Uh all right. So let's let's just go down the list. All right. That's uh, fine. So Discord stupid. Yeah. Discord's forcing users to change their names. Just because, like, no, no reason for it. Yeah, they, they're stated, well, I mean, they haven't actually stated a reason, but, like, people are assuming 
Um, yeah. We wanted to make it easier for you to identify and add your friends while preserving your ability to use your preferred name across Discord. Um, so, like, you're still going to be able to have a display name. Right. Um, so... What, what's uh, changing is the name code thing. Like... Yeah. So, for... In case you don't know how it works now, you have your name, uh, and then... After that, when you set up your Discord, you have your name, and then you have... A pound sign. Uh, pound sign, and then four digits. And those, that's... The whole thing together is your official identifier throughout Discord. Yeah. You can change your... You know, you can give a, get a nickname in a, um, a community. You can... Um, change your your name if you're um uh nitro but like that the the four digit code your your name plus the four digit code is an identifier across everything um and it also and, makes it hard to identify you because yeah like, they have to know the name and the four digit code to be like yeah okay that's wombat lord five six seven eight but yeah that could be the person I'm looking for, but there's also a Wombat Lord 6890. Maybe yeah. that's the person I need. You know? Yeah. There's, there's, you have a, if you're trying to find someone, you have a 1 in 10,000 chance of doing that by Which guessing makes it through really all the numbers. really hard to, like, stalk people and cyber bully people that you don't personally yeah. know. And, and that's nice. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, I've gotten one friend request. Yeah, I've I've only gotten one friend request in my entire time in Discord that is from an illegitimate user. And and they were they, they just were a person going out there and I guess friending down the list of names. Right. Like, they just typed in whatever your username is yeah. and went down the list. <laughs> yeah um and, and that's only happened once so yeah. i've never like, gotten a friend request from somebody i did not know <coughs> yeah like in some way like somebody i had not interacted with uh-huh and it's great it's a it's a perfect system that works perfectly it's one of the best yeah. things discord does one of the best things it has over similar platforms um, it's, and it's they're changing nice. it. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> and like whatever so, they could possibly change it to can only be worse than whatever this system is. Correct, and and especially since they're just they're just going with uh, the same thing everyone else does. It's it's instead of it being Wombat Lord, it's going to be at Wombat Lord. Right. Terrible. And Ter- it, and hey, guess what? <laughs> If there's another Wombat Lord, they haven't yet announced how that's going to be fixed. Right. Um, and also, they're only rolling it out to certain people as it goes on, which means early early people who get access to it could camp on people's names. Like, yeah, absolutely. Uh, like, like Hasanabi, for example. If Hasanabi doesn't get access to this before everybody else, somebody's going to camp Hasanabi's name. 
Absolutely. And the, that's going to become a problem down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is, it's just a bad idea. Just a terrible, very bad idea. And the only thing, uh, they bring it up in the article from Kotaku, uh, the, the only real idea behind why they could be doing this is just like, you have to do things to change up your company, otherwise people don't look at you to buy it. Yeah. You have to show that you're building on it. But, like, they don't need to build on this. Yeah. It's it's one of the few things on the internet that I could point to and be like, this is a perfect system. Do this. Yeah, this is working just fine. (laughs) Uh, It's a bummer. Yeah. It is a bummer. All right. All right. Regular on this segment, uh, Luke Plunkett has a good take that capitalism ruins PC gaming. Uh, a slight addition to this, and everything else. Yeah, I mean, that's that's also true. But this particular article he wrote is specifically about PC gaming. And basically, it's about people are always punching at, like, developers or QA or company executives and shit laying the blame for bad PC launches, right? Uh, They give some examples. I'll just read from this article. Uh, The Last of Us is a bad port, not a bad game. Cyberpunk's woes stemmed as much from unfocused game direction as bugs. Battlefield 2042 was pushed out in the middle of a global pandemic. Star Wars Jedi Survivor seems to run just fine for loads of people, but not for those with the best hardware, who are also the most likely to complain about it online. And Redfall feels like a game made to fulfill a contractual <coughs> obligation, not because anyone at Arcane actually thought it was any good. And, like, yeah. these are all completely disparate problems on their face, and so... You know, capital G gamers complain in all sorts of different directions whenever each of these games come out. Like, oh, it's the developer's fault. Oh, it's QA's fault. Oh, it's Andrew Wilson's fault. But really, the fault lies at the hands of the stockholders who are constantly pushing these companies to have more, to show more growth. And Companies like EA, Activision, Ubisoft, there just is no more growth they can naturally do. No, you know? they can't. So yeah. the way they do it is by jacking up the price of games and then laying off thousands of people a year. And then they have big number at the end of the year saying, look, we grew this much. But, but in actual, all they're doing is like shooting themselves in the foot and shooting, like, like slapping us in the face. Yeah. Right? And, and that's, that's the source of these problems. And, uh, I mean, that's what Luke Plunkett lays out in this article. And I wholeheartedly agree. Uh, mm-hmm. and he also says there is no escape from this. Like, nope. The, this, uh, this capitalistic machine is doing, it's working as intended. Um, 
And unless you just completely dismantle the capitalistic system we live under, this is how things are going to go. And PC gaming in particular, but also gaming in general, is generally only going to get worse. Um, Especially the big AAA shit. Like, the... The level of mediocrity being pushed out in the AAA realm is, on a yearly basis, is kind of staggering, you know? Like, like the shit that these big companies will will hype up and then fucking shit out into the ether. And some of it works. I've heard great things about Jedi Survivor, and I'll probably play it. But like, yeah, I mean, it, it seems like a good game. Redfall I, I came out and cool. everybody is instantly making fun of it. <laughs> yeah. And way more games are like Redfall than like Jedi Survivor now. Mm-hmm. Um, and general, I would say like if you're a PC gamer, you have to start looking at the independent scene more. Like, that's really what you have to do. Like, Steam has its own problems. It has a shit ton of its own problems. But if you want to play quality games that have, like, actual ideas behind them and not just corporate greed, that's the place to go. Yep. Um, And it's a bummer, but that's how, that's just the world we live in. We're not about to end capitalism tomorrow. I wish we could, but... <laughs> be nice. <laughs> it would be very nice. But we're not about to, so... Nope. We just have to find ways to enjoy our hobbies that are different than the ways we have been for the longest time, you know? AAA gaming is not in the place it was during the PS2 era. They're not nope. making good That's games very anymore. Different. Um, nope. It's time to move on. Yeah, it is. Speaking of moving on, um, New Zelda gets leaked two weeks early. And uh, Nintendo's out on the offensive. Because of course they are. The, this is this is kind of a follow-up to that news from a few weeks ago about the guy, the hacker, who was found guilty of pirating Switch games, and now he's paying back Nintendo millions of dollars, garnished from his yeah. wages until the day that he dies. Which... Yep. It's kind of fucked up. <laughs> yep. Uh, but basically, it, it's two weeks from release for Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. And Nintendo's been kind of, like, shady about releasing anything about this game in general. But the whole game There, there really out. hasn't been they much information said nothing it. about it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but it got leaked to, like, Discord servers, kind of like our military secrets, and <laughs> th- lots of people are playing it. And they're sharing links to how to play it and shit. And Nintendo yeah. is looking into how to deal with these people. Which, really, I don't think any of these people on Discord servers should be held accountable. Like, mm-hmm. It's no. not like they hacked into Nintendo's servers and got the copy of this game, you know? Once it's out yeah. there, it's out there, and people are just going to share it. That's a natural part of life. If they want to find the originator, I mean, good luck. 
but mm-hmm. I don't see how that's going to work out. I think they're about to file a whole bunch of frivolous lawsuits against, like, just people in Discord servers. Yeah. Um, yeah. I will say, if you were one of the people who tried to fucking Twitch stream it, you're an idiot. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> and and they probably are going to file a non-frivolous lawsuit against you. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, so dumb. Yeah. Uh, but I did find it funny that people in these servers are sharing, like, like posting this copy pasta, right? I'm going to read this to you. <laughs> yeah, this is ridiculous. In case of an investigation by any federal entity or similar, I do not have any involvement with this group or with the people in it. I do not know how I am here. Probably added by a third party. I do not support any actions by members of this group. Hey, guys. Guys. You could just leave the group. Yep. <laughs> like, this is this is meaningless drivel. It is. Federal entity Utterly or similar? Yeah. What, what would or similar be? What is similar I... to a federal entity? It would only be another federal entity, right? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess um, maybe United Nations. That, that's they're, a, they're technically not federal, but they wouldn't be investigating this. Yeah, they, they, they wouldn't they give a shit. They do not have Interpol on this. <laughs> no, no, they don't. Uh. So I, I don't know where y'all got that shit from. I assume some fake lawyer on Reddit that it's it's garbage. Stop posting that. Yeah, just it's, li- it's dumb. If it's you dumb want to shit. not be affiliated with a group, you leave the group. Leave the group. <laughs> just just leave the group. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, good luck right. Nintendo finding the person who got into it. I really don't care whether you find them or not. But if you do, I mean, sure, sue them. Um. Yeah, but, get them. Uh, garnish their wages until the day they die. I don't and agree with after that. Too. I, don't, I do not agree with that. Yeah, garnish their <laughs> children's wages. That's yeah, that seems yeah. to be the direction we're heading. <laughs> to, to visit the crimes of the father upon the next seven generations. <laughs> um, quick aside, I, I wanted to uh, laugh at the uh, posting our. our, our military secret secrets on discord uh which, right you know it's super not cool because like that is actually important information and it would it's, it's not great that that gets out there like fuck the military industrial complex but also don't actively harm our military by letting other people know how it works um see but i was i was i was pleasantly surprised that the last time it happened it wasn't because of war thunder players <laughs> because 90% of the time when our military secrets get uh, put on Discord, it's because of active military play, um, members who play War Thunder who are like, this isn't accurate because of this thing that I know because I constantly am working on this tank and or plane and or uh, helicopter. Um 
See, the other 10% of the time, it's a world of tanks players. Correct. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, was, I was pleasantly surprised that the last time it was just an actual traitor instead of a dipshit who's really, really into his video game. Um, I will say I disagree kind of on your, your take. I think this was a bad way of going about leaking government secrets. There are proper channels to take, which is why, like, I don't hold anything against Edward Snowden or Chelsea Manning because they went to, like, actual journalists to... But that's not... Some, sometimes I, the public does need to know what shady here, things our government the is doing. Here's here's the difference. Um, military secrets versus national, like, like what the NSA doing wasn't actually national security related. Right. That is why that's okay. What the traitor was doing was taking actual things that are, like, that... Nobody needed to know that. Those are, those are, like, tactical documents that should be, and strategic documents that should be kept private, because if other people know about them, they can act upon that. True. Um, no, I totally agree on the case of are doing (laughs) are, are, are sharing mechanical details about our equipment that, if the enemy knows it to this degree, they know where to target. Um, and they probably just haven't been informed that what they know is actually a military secret. <laughs> well, I mean, you're not allowed to say anything about your job. <laughs> I mean, there's also that. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's pretty simple. Uh, I know uh, a it lot can of be real hard, people though. in... No, I know a lot of people in the U.S. Air Force and the U.S. Marine Corps, and I don't know shit about what they do. <laughs> what, what, two of them are pilots. One of them is a test pilot. That's the most I know. <laughs> I don't know what they're testing. I don't know where they're testing it. I don't know what they fly on a regular basis. I, I, I don't know anything but that they're a pilot. The end. Uh, I'll tell you. I'm great, I'll, I'll tell you great right now. Friends with them. They're test piloting that fucking stealth bomber that isn't stealthy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. But but I don't know. Good friends with them. Don't know. Uh, all right. Now into something that I'm going to read and disagree with the end. So I'm not going to read that. Luke Plunkett on a roll this week, siding with the Writers Guild strike because the, it's smart. We if, love you, if, Luke Plunkett. No, we don't. <laughs> every, every literally every time Luke Plunkett has been on in the past, it's been a negative thing. So, he, he write, no. He's written some really shitty articles in the past. Yeah, we. we <laughs> sorry, Luke Plunkett. Uh, you you had two good takes ever, <laughs> and that's it. Listen, um, it. It's showing his growth as a writer, right? Yeah, maybe he's turned all of his leaves. Um, <laughs> I mean, I read through these articles. They were well, well-written articles. I didn't they, like they the headlines, were, yeah. but I don't think he writes the headlines. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, the, the Writers Guild is striking, and that's uh, it makes sense. Right. It's and a great thing. Good, good luck to them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, it's it's not great that they have to strike. No, um, it, but it's it would, great it that they much, are striking. Much better if if the uh, <laughs> the other the, the companies would actually just you know support them, them like they should. Yeah, right. but um, yeah, it's it's great that they have the ability to strike. Uh, I I kind of wish that our um, rail workers were also able to strike, but uh, according to the president of the United States, they're they're not. Man, so. second president to directly fucking break a union. Joe Biden. Uh-huh. You know who the uh-huh. first one was? Uh, Ronald Reagan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, it's probably one of the shittiest of them. <laughs> Breaking the um, rail... <laughs> the No, was it air traffic? Yeah, it was the air traffic yeah. control strike. That was Reagan. Yeah. Um, yeah. Great, great fucking legacy you're following there, Biden piece of shit yeah this is this is this is why like my my mom frequently will say something bad about biden and they'd be like sorry i know he's your favorite and i'm like what the fuck no what are you talking about no 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 absolutely not he was like my least favorite of all of the people that were chosen like the the primaries like <laughs> bottom tier Right. But, it was a lesser of two evil situation. For, yeah, yeah. I wasn't going to vote for Trump again. So literally it was the only other option. Right. Like, like, it voted for tried. Trump. Voting for Trump a I second tried. time. Like, like, there might as well have been a picture of a child in a cage next to Trump's name. Like, we, yeah. <laughs> the second, the second time around. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. But Biden like, is not better. I mean, he's no, better than well, Trump, uh, d- but he's, d- he's, yes. not, he's not better for the country generally. He's still terrible. No. Yeah, he's he's not good for the country. He's, he's reversed almost nothing Trump did, but... Yeah, he is... He is... He hasn't built quo. on it either. Yeah, th- that's, that's the thing, is that, like, if we got Trump, it would be worse... So we have Biden, so it's just kind of the same shit. Right. <laughs> he is not my favorite. My favorite was no. Bernie Sanders, but they conspired yeah, against Bernie Sanders to make him lose the primary. For the second time in a row. Very clear and open conspiracy against Bernie Sanders. Like, so, like, like, I don't see any other reason why everybody else would have dropped out of the race right before Super Tuesday. Yeah. Other than Elizabeth Warren, which I think she was in on it too, that's why she stayed and split the progressive vote. Yeah. Oh my god. (laughs) Fucking relitigating the 2020 election (laughs) makes me so mad. (laughs) Back to the Writers Guild strike. Um, All of the tonight shows, late night shows, they've stopped. Because, I mean, yep. they're entirely writer-driven, so they're all on strike. Yeah. Probably, like, Jimmy Fallon, Stephen Colbert themselves, like, they're probably also on strike. Yeah. I know at least Stephen Colbert would be. He is heavily a writer, like... Yeah, absolutely. And uh, also pretty chill, cool dude, so... Yeah. Like, he's, he's not the sort who's gonna be like, nah... Fuck them. Um, lots of big productions are completely halted. Like, 
fifth season of Stranger oh. Things and Blade yeah. are the big big two that this article was about. <clears throat> Blade? Yeah, they're making a new Blade movie, Marvel. Blade. Why? Uh, because it's Phase 4 Marvel, and they're just throwing shit at the wall now. Um. Okay. <laughs> right. Is, uh, is it, it going to have, um, oh, what's his name? Wesley Snipes? I don't think so. Yeah. Why not? No, I don't think Wesley Snipes is in it. I can check his IMDB real quick and see if he's Wesley even, Snipes like... is Blade. Wesley, I agree. I mean, he was in three movies. The third one wasn't that he, good, but he was in three like, fucking... He is blade <laughs> it's it's like how uh when they oh uh samuel L. jackson's character um what's his uh, character in marvel in marvel he's the uh fuck i forgot the name he's the eye patch guy who gets to the yeah. leader of shield yeah i, I uh-huh. legit cannot remember that character's name <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot about matter. that character. I know a lot about that character. I cannot remember his name. I'm bad with names. <laughs> uh, Nick Fury. There we go. When, when, when they when they were revamping Nick Fury, they came to uh, Samuel L. Jackson and were like, we kind of want to model him after you. And he said, okay, but if there's ever a movie, I am playing him. Oh yeah, that and was they when said, they okay. uh, that was the um ultimate ultimate Marvel comics. That was an alternate universe yeah. thing. Yeah, it was supposed to be like yeah. darker and edgier, and yeah, they they based him entirely on Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, and and then he became <laughs> like that's he is Nick Fury, right? I agree. Uh, and Wesley Snipes is Blade, I, I will say. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know who... I, I, I haven't watched a Marvel movie. I think I watched the third Spider-Man movie with my girlfriend. <laughs> you know? Um, uh-huh. The last one I saw in theaters was, like, Guardians of the Galaxy 1. <laughs> I don't. Okay. I don't watch these movies anymore. Uh, I mean, I I didn't even finish. Um, I I watched. Which one was first? Endgame or I watched Infinity War. I I, I still haven't seen Endgame. <laughs> Neither have I. All right. So so <laughs> cano- canonically in my universe, they just all fucking died, and that's the end. <laughs> New uh, <laughs> New Blade is played by an actor called Mahershala Ali. Yeah, and I it looks like Jon Snow. Jon Snow is in a uh, in this too. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't know what that does for anybody. Back to the writers' strike. <laughs> uh, some other companies are not being cool though. Uh, other Disney projects, because Marvel is a Disney project, but other other Disney projects are moving forward just without writers. And so is HBO projects like House of the Dragon and Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. They're just like, yeah, fuck writers. We'll just keep going without writers. 
HBO Rings of Power is uh, Amazon. Oh, it does say that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's saying yeah. Game of Thrones is HBO. Lord of the Rings is Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's saying that HBO is asking writers to come back to work with uh, asking them to perform non-writing tasks. Whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> okay. Um, and huh. it's worth mentioning that improving the contracts the way that the Writers Guild wants would cost Hollywood collectively across all studios $430 million a year. And the strike could do $2 billion worth of damage to the entertainment economy. Yep. So... It's really just, like, a principal thing for Hollywood. Like, no, your writers, get back in your fucking cage. Yeah. Yeah, That that's what this is about. Pretty much. And it sucks. It does. And good luck to them. I hope they get what they're looking for. And yeah, if I hope they, don't, they get everything that they're looking for. Burn the studios to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> John does not co-sign that message, I know. That is that is a message from Wombat. Eh, eh. <laughs> you're, you're on the fence? It's Hollywood. It's Hollywood? Fuck them. Burn the studios to the ground. A message from Glowing Weak Point. <laughs> and now it is time for the Bad Opinion Peace Hour. <clears throat> As usual, we take ourselves over to the wonderful world of Metro and their readers' features. A feature of Metro that we wonder why the readers want. <laughs> I wonder why this... Metro wants this. <laughs> this week, a Metro reader wants Nintendo to make adults-only game labels, while noting ways they already expand out from their family-friendly image. Yeah, so this is absurd. <laughs> <laughs> so he compares it to when Disney set up Touchstone Pictures to to make, you know, non-animated movies basically. Yeah. Which isn't really uh, what he's asking is... for. No, it's not. <laughs> Cuz what and he that... seems to want is for them to make like Dead Space, but a Nintendo studio to make Dead Space. Yeah. Uh it's insane. Yeah. I, then, like, one of the, the biggest ones that he keeps pushing is, like, Nintendo published Eternal Darkness, which is a survival horror game. Like, what if they made a game like that? And, I, I like, I had never heard of Eternal Darkness. Because uh, I don't like horror in general. I so own I this game, so I know, I, I know I, a, a bit about it. Uh, let let me take this. Uh, I, I looked it up, and it came out on GameCube, and yes, Nintendo published it. It was developed by Silicon Knights. And, um, and it sold really horribly. It did. <laughs> it, it was an utter bomb. Like, it it was horrible. It's a, No, it's a cult classic game. Like No, no, no. It, it, it sold horribly. Yeah. Less... Less than half a million copies worldwide. That's real bad, um, even for a horror game. Yeah. And that's a niche uh, genre. 
in Japan sold less than 18,000 copies. Oh! Which, like... That's terrible! And again, this is Nintendo. They, they're a worldwide market, but they're a Japanese company. Yeah. Uh, did horribly. And is considered today to be one of the greatest games of all time, <laughs> as well as one of the best horror games ever made. Yes. It got near-perfect marks across the board. It's a great in game. Criti- in critics. Like, it's considered but- to be one of the best, and it performed horribly because... It's on a that's Nintendo console. Why, yeah, that's not why you go to Nintendo. Right. <laughs> like, people who work at Nintendo don't want to make these games. That's why they work at Nintendo, you know? Yeah. They want to make cute platformers and, like, maybe sometimes dip their hands into, like, a strategy game like Fire Emblem. Yeah, or or they'll they'll be like, you know what? Let's let's stretch ourselves. Let's make a first person shooter, and then they make uh, Splatoon, right? Because they're like, we we want to we want to try something new, but also we're gonna make it cutesy and fun for everyone, right? And Splatoon is fun for everyone because Nintendo it's, is the it's family a, console. It's a kids game, and it's also an esports game. Yeah, <laughs> like. <laughs> It's it, they it's did both. very stupid to be like, yeah, fucking Nintendo should make Call of Duty. Yeah, and, and then oh, he and goes one on of, to one to... of his things was like, we we should uh, <laughs> imagine if if uh, they made like a a more traditional fighter game uh, instead of like the cutesy Smash Brothers. And I'm like, really, you're gonna shit on Smash Brothers, which is the like pretty much the most iconic esports fighting it's game of the all time. The most popular fighting game ever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like like sure, there's there's a new Street Fighter every year and a new Mortal Kombat every year and and they they like that one's the big one of the year and they they do a whole like that's the fighting community really goes around that. And they like but rip each other's Smash hearts Brothers, out and shit. So I guess that's serious. Yes. Smash Brothers Melee is still the winner. <laughs> Right. There are still like, huge tournament circuits for a game made in the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you what are you talking about? <laughs> um also Nintendo does make serious games. Uh yeah, the, the aforementioned Fire Emblem. It's a pretty serious series. I wouldn't let my fucking like 8-year-old play a Fire Emblem game to be entirely honest. I think no. It's I mean, there's, I there's think some it would go serious over their twists in there. Yeah, yeah. It, like the both in terms of content and, and like there are some pretty bad things that happen to characters and and um and also like the game's a bunch of politics and strategy and stuff. That's not right. It, it, that's it, not like, like I said. It goes over their head at eight. Yeah, you know? like like the closest thing to a a um. Uh, strategy like game would be like the Rabbids X Mario game, right? <laughs> and that is definitely supposed to be for kids. Yeah, and even still, it's like maybe still 
too strategic. And, it's, and it's X, it's XCOM, but Mario and <laughs> Rabbids. Right. And as he points out, they also publish the Z- Xenoblade games. Like Monolith yeah. Soft is a Nintendo developer. And Xenoblade, yeah. Xenoblade is a very deeply like philosophical, political game series with, with a lot of dark shit happen. A, a genocide happens in the first game. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's not, oh, it's not a kid game. He says it's pretty cartoonish, but it just, it has JRPG fucking graphics. Like, has he never played a Tales game? I don't understand. <laughs> uh, I don't know well, what he's and, looking and then, for. Then, like, for something that's, like, a- another directly partner, it's not Nintendo-owned, but it is Nintendo-published Bayonetta. Right. Which, like, he mentions. Yeah. How do you how do you mention something and then be like, yeah, but that doesn't count. Dude, he mentions he all does. of these. He mentions he, Eternal he, he, Darkness. He mentions it. And then he says it doesn't count. Right. And, and, and that's that's completely discounting the fact that other developers make games and port them over. Like Yeah. The Witcher is he, on Switch. Yeah. He <laughs> has like Need for Speed, Hot Pursuit on Switch. Crisis on Switch. Uh Apex Legends is on Switch. Like He's just talking directly out of his ass for this entire yeah. article. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it makes no sense. And asking Nintendo to do something that is completely against the image they have purposely, purposefully cultivated for going on 50 years. Yeah. <laughs> now, and, need and, I remind him, they started as a toy company. Yeah. <laughs> they made cards. Right? <laughs> Playing cards. I have a pack of Nintendo-branded Hanafuda cards, because they still make them. Because um, <laughs> they're still a toy company. They are a yeah. toy company with adjacent developers. <laughs> like, uh-huh. That's what they are. That's why they've never been in part of like the console wars or anything. They've always been kind of separate, because they approach things differently than like Sony or PlayStation. Because uh, yeah. Sony or place Sony or or, or uh, Microsoft, like those two companies approach video games as video games, and Nintendo approaches video games as toys. Like that, yeah. that's just their philosophy, and p- part of part of that means everything generally is family friendly. Now that doesn't mm-hmm. mean everything they ever do is, as we've pointed out, fucking Fire Emblem, Xenoblade. Bayonetta, the they did publish like the best version of the first Resident Evil on GameCube. Like, <laughs> they don't shy away from doing things, but they don't want it to be their identity. Yeah, which is why they don't they don't have studios dedicated to that kind of stuff. But like, what if Nintendo did something completely different than what Nintendo is? <laughs> what That's if Nintendo what was Sony? See. Yeah, what if Nintendo wasn't? <laughs> uh, uh, before we move on, I do want to go back to our fir- to our, our 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 new friend's first paragraph here, and point out one other unrelated, very stupid thing he says. 
Other studios come and go, and most modern ones only put out a new game every five years or so. So good luck looking forwards to The Last of Us Part 3, considering Naughty Dog has two new games to make before that. My dude. Do you think Naughty Dog is one studio? Yeah. Is that what you think? (laughs) You think they don't have a fucking studio working on Last of Us Part 3 right fucking now? While two other studios work on those other two games? Is that what you think? What what fucking fantasy universe do you live in? Have you learned nothing in however many years of life you've had? What is happening? I I just that blew me away. That was the reason why I as soon as I read that, I knew I was putting this in. Even if we just talked about this, I had to talk about this. It's insane, right? Like, he thinks that Naughty Dog, one of the biggest fucking developers out there, has one studio working on a game? (laughs) Let's see. uh, Since 2001, they released a movie or a game in 01, 03, 04, 05, 07, 09, 11, 13, 14, 14 again, uh, 16, 17, 20, 22. Oh, no, what you're missing is that those are all five years apart, John. Yeah, you're missing that all are. those games came out five years apart from each other, John. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see, they, they released a game in 01, and then uh, 07, then there were three in between, and then, uh, and then 13, there were two in between. Uh, right, it's, it's so stupid. It, it's so insanely stupid. Like, The Last of Us Part 3 will be out in less than five years. If they're going to make one, it will be out in less than five years. And I don't know that yes. they've announced one. They they have then it'll be out an, an untitled uh, Last of Us game. Yeah, so it's going to be out in less than five years. Yeah. <laughs> it just will be. You're an idiot if you think otherwise. If you think a, a studio takes five years to pump out a game, or uh, I mean a developer, he uses the word studio here, but he means developers. But if you yeah. think a developer takes five years to pump out a game, you're an idiot and you haven't done your research. Like, yeah. look up now, how many now, games Square Enix has pushed out. Like, I, I will say, he, he as has a developer, one thing, right? It does take about five years to make a game properly, yes. but they've got 12 games they're working on right now. Right. <laughs> and I guarantee they were working on The Last of Us Part 3, like the the uh, conceptual stages of it, before Part 2 came out. Yeah. But, like, before Part 2 was released, they were conceptualizing oh, yeah. Part 3. Because The Last of Us yeah. Part 1 had already sold gangbusters. Yep. Part 2 didn't need to prove itself. <laughs> it was going to nope. sell gangbusters. And Part 3 will also sell gangbusters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just just insane takes on the internet. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy people. <laughs> Let's move on. Alright. Well, it's the Game Facts... The facts about the Bill and Ted's excellent video game adventure. Brown! The air guitar. 
<laughs> Keanu Reeves with long hair, air guitar. <laughs> but not the long hair he has in John Wick. No, not that one. Right. Different one. 90s long hair. Uh-huh. Yeah, the, the most 90s long hair you've ever seen in your life. Jesus. <laughs> uh. Bill and Ted's Excellent Video Game Adventure is an isometric action-adventure game developed by Rocket Science Productions and published by LJN for the NES. Does LJN star- stand for something? Not that I found. I could look one more time. No. Okay. They just picked three random letters. Oh, uh, it's... Uh, Jack Friedman founded it in 1970 using funds from his employer, Norman J. Lewis Associates. From which the so, company name LJN is derived, being reversal of Lewis's initials. Right, okay. Which is a stupid way of doing that. Yeah. The, like the, a really stupid way of doing that. No wonder I've never heard of anything they've done. In Bill and Ted's Excellent Video Game Adventure, you play as Ted and Bill, <laughs> separated in time, as they go back through time-stopping time-space rebels. Oh, wait. As they go back through time, stopping time-space rebels who are kidnapping historical figures. Sorry, I had to go back and read that, like, properly. <laughs> you must return these figures to their proper time as fast as possible. Or you'll miss the big concert that launches the career of the Wild Stallions. Wild Stallions! So I, I refuse to pronounce it Stallions. There's no O there. Stall-e-ins. Stallions. When the game was released, Nintendo Power ran a contest and gave away the actual phone booth from the movie to the winner Kenneth Grayson. Oh, damn. They got the phone booth? They got the phone booth. Uh, Reddit hunted them down a few years back uh, to see... uh, How the phone booth was doing? Yeah, yeah, how how the phone booth was doing. They did an AMA. And just about every question was, So, have you fucked in the booth? (laughs) (laughs) Did he answer? I don't think they they answered. But, uh... (laughs) That was pretty much the only question asked. That makes sense. I mean, what else do you ask him? He just won it. Like, it's not like yeah. he worked on the movie. <laughs> no. LJN started out as a toy company. Hey, we were just talking about that. Getting a big boost from the start with E.T. the Extraterrestrial Toys and competing with Mattel fairly successfully with Thundercats and WWF action figures. Yeah! They didn't survive long as a game publisher, despite primarily partnering with Nintendo and publishing for several top-tier studios like Atlas and Rare, and were button dissolved into Acclaim Entertainment. Like, why didn't they survive long? They were publishing Atlas games? They were. uh, They just... They just weren't... uh, prepared for it and so they they went bankrupt and were sold and yeah damn it's a pretty common story yeah you get in over your head well i don't but uh, people do 
There were actually several other Bill and Ted's games, including a side-scrolling graphic adventure for DOS, Amiga, and Commodore 64, a handheld top-down adventure game for the Atari Lynx, an action puzzle platformer game for the Game Boy? Action mm-hmm. puzzle platformer? Yep. And a couple of board games, because of course there were. Yeah. There's even, uh, probably um... Bill and Ted's Monopoly. No, 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 no. Like actual. Um... Oh, like original board games? Yeah, yeah. So, oh. like Bill and Ted's Riff in Time, and then there's Bill and Ted's Excellent Board Game. Okay. Um, yeah. Riff in Time actually looks like a really fun game. But Okay. I won't play no. it. The movie no, was popular enough, it got a cartoon, a serial. <laughs> A serial. A musical <laughs> yep. adaptation. DC, Marvel, Boom Comics, and Dark Horse all released comic series about it. That's yeah, all of Bill, them. Bill and Ted's excellent serial. No, wait, Dynamite. Dynamite didn't get a Bill and Ted comic. No, they didn't. Damn. Poor Dynamite. Left out of the loop. <laughs> The Circle K is a primary location and reference in the film, referring to the chain of convenience stores founded in El Paso, Texas. I have a Circle K like three blocks from me. Circle yeah, K surprising. was bought. <laughs> Circle K was bought in 2003 by the Canadian company Alimentation Custard. What a name! <laughs> That's and the that most Quebecois was... <laughs> name I've ever heard. <laughs> You're correct. It, it is. It is a Quebecois <laughs> company. <laughs> And that was just the facts. Uh, I. <laughs> That's so Quebecois. It hurts. <laughs> do you want to? Do you want to know why we're talking about Bell and Ted's excellent adventure? Uh, yeah, Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. No, it's it's because I was just on the internet somewhere, and somebody brought up the fact that Circle K was owned by Kushtard. <laughs> I was like, what the what the fuck sort of name is Kushtard? <laughs> and and I looked it up. Down and, the Bill and Ted hole? And, and I was like, alright, well, is there a Bill and Ted video game? Yes, there is. That's enough. <laughs> That's enough. That gets us to Kushtard. <laughs> I have a game and one fact. I can get from A to B. <laughs> and fill in six others. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, do you know what Kushtard means? No, I don't. It basically translates to Night Owl. Okay, uh, that's it's, cool. It's the, yeah, it's for someone who stays up late and, you know, does, does stuff at night instead of during the morning. It doesn't literally mean owl or night, it, it means someone who stays up. Right, it's, so it's like it a means, German yeah. word where where uh, it's become so conjugated that it it doesn't mean literally what it says, it's it's like a phrase meaning something else, yeah. Yeah, do you, do you want to talk about uh, German? Because uh, <laughs> Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure actually coined German words. What? Yeah. How did that not yeah. make the facts? <laughs> um, I gave up and didn't give a shit. Um, when when they ported it to uh, Germany, the German they, they didn't have words for dude or excellent 
Um, and so they made... They like, made they, up words for dude and they, excellent? Yeah. That are common today. Um... I mean, if, if fucking Bill and Ted was a worldwide phenomenon, like that yeah, makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, um, so let's see. There we go. Uh Volekan Hoshi means party on, dude. Um, but yeah, like Hoshi, dude. What didn't exist? Okay. Um, <laughs> Where did they get so, it from? What what did they, they derive it from? They just they just made it. They just made and it, and it's a word today. <laughs> They're just like, dude. What would dude sound like in German? Hoshi. Yeah. <laughs> and then the so, German like, people were like, Hoshi. Yeah. <laughs> Hoshi. That's a good word. <laughs> Speaking about hot shit, let's move on to the movie. This was a mistake. Dude, I fucking deserve an award for my, uh... <laughs> for for all of the movements I've done this, this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Your transitions? Yeah. Yeah. You've been, you've been really trying it. It's, it's, it, it's been attempted. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> uh, so, for today's hot shit, we are talking about the movie Face Off. A movie that Wombat chose. I'm going to take his face <laughs> off. Off. <laughs> Listen, that line's been so memed to death. It was not that funny in the movie because you already no! know he's on coke. <laughs> Like, it makes entire sense why he's acting weird in the context of the scene. They just had him drink a Coke, like, fucking... Yeah. Gin. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he had a gin and Coke. And no, I don't mean cola. Right. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, uh... I, I will say one thing. The actor's ability to act both characters, yes, was good. Oh yeah, they they I I I have to say they they were very good at being able to act two different characters in the same movie. Excellent. Yeah, both of those characters sucked. <laughs> All of their acting sucked. <laughs> um. But. But you could definitely tell... <coughs> they were having fun. Yeah, you... <coughs> Gosh, this movie was horrible. <laughs> Your body's rejecting it. <laughs> it, it is. Like... <laughs> when uh, John Travolta was acting as... Whatever the character he initially acts as... Sean Archer. Uh, Arthur? Yeah, yeah. Archer. Sean Archer. He definitely acts different from how he acts as Caster Troy. And and vice versa for Nick Cage. Nick Cage acting as Caster Troy versus uh, Sean Archer. Completely different acting. And <clears throat> Travolta, act, Travolta acting as Archer and Cage acting as Archer is the same character. 
Yes, they, like, they get the movements. They, they are very good, yeah. not only as acting their characters, <clears throat> um, but, well, actually, they're not that great at acting as their characters. But <laughs> John Travolta is great as at acting as Nick Cage, and Nick Cage is great at acting as John Travolta. Yes. Like, they get so, each like, other's movements down so perfectly. Yes. <laughs> now... Sean Archer, throughout the entire movie, was acted really poorly. <laughs> and Caster Troy was acted throughout the movie really poorly. I think a lot of that comes down to the writing, though. This was such a bad script. Like, it's such a bad everything. Every fucking scene was happening. I was just like, why did that happen? Why, why would that? Why would they do that? <coughs> That's not how things would work. At one point, they say, John, this is a big plot point in the movie, right? Because yeah. um, Nazaro, the FBI director, has a heart attack uh-huh. in Archer's office, right? And yeah. dies. And they're like, the, uh, that means that Archer is going to be the acting FBI director. And... And um, that means that uh, Archer has to uh, act very quickly to resolve the situation of Caster Troy having his face. Now, the issue I have with this plot point is why the fuck would Sean Archer be in line to be acting director? He is actively going out and participating in raids. Like, that is not a person in line. He is a field officer. That's not a person uh, who becomes acting director of the FBI. He's not even fifth in line. That makes no sense. <laughs> also, the whole thing takes place in L.A., which, by the way, isn't where the offices of the FBI are. No. Now, there is <laughs> an office there, but the fucking director of the FBI has probably never been there. Right. Right. That would be in and, Langley, Virginia. <laughs> yeah. And, and guess what? The vice director is also in Langley, Virginia. As are the 12 vices underneath them. Right. <laughs> and, and and if someone, like, if the director of this office of the FBI died, they would ship a new one out. Yeah, it's not. It is unlikely that any field officer is getting promoted to director of the office just because one of the direct, the current director of the office died. Like, yeah, like like Sean Archer might have been in nominal control of the office for maybe like four hours while the other person was uh, flying put on a plane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like the the new director would have gotten there before Navarro's body was cold. Right. Like, <laughs> no, the the plot point made no sense. Zero sense. At all. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's just an example. Like, so many other things happened that were just like, I don't, that's not how things would work. Um, no. The action scenes go on for so fucking long. ever. Like, I swear, there's more action in these movies than a John Wick film. And it's not as good. (laughs) I mean, so, like, it's, it's a John Woo film. Right. It's good. It's good action. And John, John Woo is just 
such an influential action director. He's he's got his like he he's known for his things. And yes. honestly, long action sequences are absolutely one of them. Yeah. This is pushing it. <laughs> the end of the movie is like a 40 minute action scene. I was checking the time. I was like, are we close to resolving this yet? <laughs> yeah, and it, and it should have just been done. Like, like <clears throat> nothing would have been lost for them to have finished the shootout in the church. And one of them had been dead. And right. The end, the Mexican standoff was silly and perfect. And that's where it should have ended. But it goes yes. from the Mexican standoff into using the daughter as a hostage into well, which, a fucking yeah. foot chase, into a car chase, into a boat chase, into a hand to hand fight at the beach. And each one of those sequences is five minutes long at least. Yeah, and and wasn't necessary. <laughs> the boat chase especially, that was like a ten minute sequence. And it could it have was. been cut. It could have, The whole yeah. thing could have been cut. It should have been cut. That shit should have hit the floor. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Because it's also, it's also not great. They're not doing their own stunts, and you can tell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of the shit with the boats made me see, what? Why? <laughs> That's not how that yeah. would work. <laughs> yeah. Right, most of it wasn't me looking at the realism, because the realism in this movie uh, was thrown out the window instantly. Yeah, with the and, face, uh, With the face off? Yeah, with, yeah. With, the, with the perfect so, grafting so, with no scars of a face. <laughs> yeah, it, it like healing takes less than three days. <laughs> um, no, like the I wasn't wor worried about the reality of that. It was just the entire time going, why? <laughs> why? Right? Why is this segment in here? <laughs> why? What's, what is the point of this? I... Why is there a police boat now? Where did that come from? Why? Yeah. Uh, it... Why did he drive the what? boat through the police boat? He didn't have to do that. Why? No. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. And when the when the when the red speedboat, um, fucking flew through the air and then it landed on the front into the water and then it sunk a little bit and then exploded. I paused the movie and I looked at my girlfriend and I said, if cars and speedboats exploded this easily, nobody would drive them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, like, it's made yeah. out of the most unstable materials known to man. Uh -huh. Yeah, <laughs> just instant explosion. The slightest impact just blows these things up. I'm not getting on that thing. No. <laughs> uh. Uh, and that was just one fight scene. There's like three big fight scenes in the movie. Would you say? All right. So let's just count them all. There's the 
plane fight scene. That's 20 minutes. The the yeah. plane into the hangar, into Caster yeah. Troy being thrown up against the ventilation grating. That's yeah. a tw- that's the first 20 minutes of the movie. <laughs> Pretty much. After five minutes of useless opening. I mean, we did get to see the meme Nick Cage face of him orgasming while grabbing a choir girl's butt. Oh, no, no, no. I was talking about the five minutes of um, watching John Travolta's kid die. Oh, yeah. Oh, that fucking Nick Cage's mustache? What was that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. The that fucking nice. rat that died on his face? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I did actually look Weird. that up. Apparently, that's supposed to be a reference to some guy called Chow Yun-Fat. Uh, okay. I, I don't... It was a bad decision, is what I'll say. Yeah. It, yeah. it looks terrible. Also, oh, wait, if we're going to talk about the first five minutes, real quick, we have to talk about, we have to talk about the thing. Do you know the the thing, thing, John? Did you notice the thing throughout the movie? Uh, Tell me about the thing. John Travolta's character, Sean Archer, has this thing he does with people he he cares about. The face. Yes. Yes. The Where? thing. Oh, we. My wife and I have been talking about the thing the last week. <laughs> so, for, for viewers who don't know, listeners who don't know, what Sean Archer does is with people he loves and cares about, he takes his right hand and he starts it at the temple. And he smears he, it down their face. And he rubs it he rubs it across their face down to their chin. So his fingers start on their temple, his palm crosses across their nose, and his fingers go across the nose and the mouth, and then he rests it on their chin. And then and yes. then he he brings it to his face and touches his chin. <laughs> Uh-huh. He it smears is, it across their face. And it is the weirdest and grossest thing I've ever seen. It's so <laughs> fucking bizarre. <laughs> and it, it happens with the son who's about to die. He does it with the wife a couple of times. He does it with his daughter. daughter. Definitely. Yeah. He does it with Caster Troy's son. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it it happens numerous times throughout the film, and every every time after the first, I was like, "Why are you doing the thing?" <laughs> yeah, what is the purpose of this? <laughs> I don't know if that was his decision or if that was like the uh, the writer being like, "This is a part of his character." I don't know. Whoever See, that's the sort of thing you, you push back against. You're like, nah, it's right. not. That's fucking stupid. <laughs> and, like, I get I get it. I get it thematically, right? Like, we're doing a whole face-off thing. Faces are important. So he has uh-huh, he has uh-huh. a thing where he touches faces. I, I get it. Yeah. It's yeah. weird. <laughs> it's, uh-huh. it's so it weird. Very weird. <laughs> All right. And, and very importantly... Fucking unnecessary. Yes! Because, <laughs> like, I-, I think also part of it is supposed to be like, look, he's doing... Nick Cage is doing the Sean Archer thing. It's it's Sean Archer, not Caster Troy, right? But we know that. Yes. 
Nope, nobody's walking into this and being like, oh, it's the other guy. Right. Like, maybe if they had cut out the part where they switched faces and then it was a big reveal later, I think the face thing could work, right? But we know from the very beginning. So, yeah, it's it's unnecessary. But we were counting action scenes. Let's go. Oh, okay. Uh, so we got the the plain one in the beginning. Then the the next one, the mini fight scene in the prison. Yeah, that I don't really count that one. Yeah, uh, but I guess the next real one would be the full fight scene in the prison. Oh, I forgot about that one. Listen, also, this movie is unnecessarily <coughs> long. It's <coughs> two hours and 20 minutes. Yeah, it's way too long. <laughs> but yeah, there's the big fight sequence where where he escapes the prison, and then you find uh-huh. out that it's like Alcatraz. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, just a fucking oil derrick in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Then, oh, and, like, and then it just cuts. Like, Yeah, we don't find out how he gets <laughs> to land at all. He just jumps several stories <laughs> into the ocean with a helicopter watching him. Yeah, with, with like, a, a really powerful machine gun on it. Yeah. So, yeah, he definitely just swims across the Atlantic Ocean, or Pacific, I guess, Pacific Ocean to get back to L.A. Right. Um, I'm pretty sure Pacific Ocean, the Pacific Ocean is, like, hella cold, too, right? Isn't yeah. It, like, it's colder yeah. than the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's so that's really a bad time. Cold. That's a bad time. Uh, most, most people that go into it uh, wear a wetsuit. Yeah. Including on the beaches. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> um. But yeah, he's just, uh, we go from the prison fight scene. He's in L.A. now. And, um. <clears throat> then he goes did, did to Dietrich's the... house. Yeah, yeah, his um, drug dealer buddy. Yeah, and that's that's the next big one. And boy, is that a big one! The FBI raid. I I will say I did like the um, the the direction there with the the fight where they're like on the same either side of the mirror, and then they're shooting at each it, other it, through the mirror. Yeah, but, but it it's looks like themselves. they're shooting themselves because it's the mirror because it is that 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 I liked. It was cool imagery. That was it was fantastic imagery and yeah. pretty much the only example of it in the entire fucking movie. <laughs> this is it's not a movie big on symbolism, but they got it right for that one scene. Yeah, that one scene they did it. Um. Also, that's the fight scene where Pollux Troy dies. Uh, yeah. Oh, and Dietrich and Sasha, the brother and sister, share a kiss while he's dying of a bullet wound in his neck. And it's yeah. not like he kisses her on the cheek or the forehead or something that, like, a brother no, might no, they, do. They, they, they kiss. They lock lips. <laughs> yep. Uh, that was weird. Yes, they most certainly do. <laughs> I don't I don't think the writer of this movie like knew people. <laughs> like like they grew up in a cage somewhere only hearing about other people. Yes, in a Nick <laughs> cage. 
Uh, and then, is there another one before the end? Uh, let's see. They go from that, then he sneaks into his house and sees Eve, and then they go to the hospital and she tests his blood. Uh, and no, I think then it's just the final fight scene. So yeah, there's like four so, big so fight four? scenes. Yeah, yeah, but they easily make up more than half the runtime. Absolutely. <laughs> like, like, and most of it involves characters that we have no attachment to. But, Correct. Like, yeah. Right. Like, like, like Dietrich shows up, and we're like, I. Yeah, he can die. I'd, no, I, I I'm actually it. not counting Dietrich in that. Dietrich, as really? a character, I know his name. I know that's, something. That's true. I know You're, some things about, about his character. I'm talking from about the same the, battle where the like the guy dies and he pulls his helmet off and he's like, or no, he doesn't die. He's almost killed, but he like knocks him out and then takes his helmet off and then like shoots to the side to pretend that he's dead. And he's like Loomis. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Which no, I actually did know that I did know that guy because that was the guy who got his ear blown off in the uh, opening oh, fight. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. And they show him he, he's also like one of the reasons why they know about the face surgery at all because that's how he gets his ear fixed. Yeah. Yeah. So I did actually know that character. No, I'm talking about the Tons and tons of nameless goons who show up out of nowhere in the, uh, like, on Dietrich's side. Like, his his place is apparently just full of people we never saw before the gunfight started, you know? Yeah. And, and yeah. then, like, the tons and tons of nameless uh, fucking FBI agents just shooting at each other. Like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't care. If John Travolta or Nick Cage are not firing a gun, this fight scene does not matter, and I do not care. Nope. That, that's more what I'm talking about. You know, like, the yeah. other characters can be there for them to shoot at, but uh, these nameless FBI agents should not be shooting at these nameless goons. Yeah. That's that's more my big issue. And that's They, they should also not lot. be center frame. Yes. They're center frame a lot. Yeah, uh, two-thirds rule is not in effect for a lot of this movie. No. (laughs) Um. (coughs) What what, what else is there? Nothing good. Um, Oh, the FBI office is weird. Uh, So, John Travolta as Sean Archer, right? Yeah. Uh, so the FBI office, he's like this very like dour and serious individual, right? And like the CIA, just the CIA, not like a person in the CIA or whatever. But when he catches Caster Troy, the whole CIA sends him a bottle of champagne, right? And it's supposed to be like celebratory and shit. And everybody in the FBI office is, like, clapping for him and everything. And he's like, 
I'm not going to, he doesn't say this, but he's not going to celebrate. And then he starts listing off the names of all of the agents and and other people who had to die in order to catch Caster Troy, right? Like, it's not a time of celebration, it's a time of mourning. Uh Uh-huh. And I thought that was setting him up as like a very like principled individual. But apparently what we were supposed to think is that he has a giant stick up his ass. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because the FBI office, when he starts like basking in the attention because Sean Archer is now Caster Troy, like when Mm -hmm. Caster Troy is basking in the attention and actively cultivating it and shit. They're like, yeah, this is great. I'm so glad you've changed. And I'm like, he's become an actively worse person. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That was so weird to me. I did not realize until that scene where she said, uh, did you have a surgery to remove the stick up your ass? I was like, I was supposed to think he had a stick up his ass? He just seems like a person who took his job seriously. <laughs> yeah, uh, a person with a serious job who right. took his job seriously. Right. His it's, job it's is to like, catch this international it, terrorist for hire. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not like one of those like you 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 run a convenience shop store. Like right. you work at the Circle K. It's not serious. Right, like, um, you have a stick up your ass if you're the shift manager in a Circle K, and you take everything seriously. Yeah. But if you're hunting an international terrorist for hire... Yeah, maybe, maybe, take maybe seriously. being a little dour is, is appropriate. Right! <laughs> that was just so weird to me. Um. Yeah, I- they got nothing on that. Oh, when Caster Troy goes to see Sean Archer's family for the first time. And he drives past the house. The, well, he drives past the house. That's funny. That was actually pretty funny. And then he slowly backs up. He just got lucky. He had no idea where he was going. Uh-huh. <laughs> but Eve happened to walk out. But no, I'm talking about once he gets inside the house. And he meets Jamie. And gives off the most fucking rapey vibes I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Yeah, she's he like, does. She's like in her panties because she was changing. And then he's like leaning over into her to grab a pack of cigarettes behind her. Mm-hmm. And just saying the fucking creepiest shit. Uh, absolutely creepiest shit. Like, like, it's insane to me that that did not immediately tip off his family that something was wrong. Like, it's like, weird. My dad is suddenly rapey. Right. He's usually never around, but now he wants to fuck me, his daughter? <laughs> yeah. That's weird. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know how people are this stupid. Right. Uh, I mean, they're not, is the thing. Right? Well, uh, that's fair. <laughs> but most people are not fair. so stupid. Only the people in the realm of this screenwriter's world are that stupid. I mean, yeah. it was uh, the whole premise is stupid, right? Like, he's switching his face to get information out of oh, Paul yeah. Troy. 
there are so many other methods they could go about doing this. Yeah. Uh, would you ever do that? No. No. We, we wouldn't, I, like, that was the first thing, like, they, they offered that, and both my wife and I were like, oh, hell no. There's, there's, like, the, at this point, they're like, this is the only way. I would be like, alright, I'm sorry. I'm quitting my job and I'm moving across the country. Right. Like, okay. We don't know where it is. Tell people to get out of LA. I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, it would have been easier to get. I think more, I think less people would have died in the evacuation of LA than died across the four fight scenes in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been better for everybody. <laughs> but, like, they could have even just set up a thing with Dietrich, right? Like, Pollux knows Dietrich. Just get Dietrich close to him, talking with him, and Pollux spills the beans. Like, I, I think yeah. that would have I been mean, a way to go about it. If you're so sure that there's a bomb, like then you can offer whatever you want. You can be like, hey, Dietrich, do you want to be a legal drug seller? Right. Like, we will never like, bother you we, again, no matter what you we, do, short of murdering, like, an entire town. Like, Yeah, we, <laughs> we have the CIA. We can pay you really well to legally sell drugs. Like... Because <laughs> you, think, you think there's a nerve gas bomb in Los Angeles that is worth giving immunity to a drug dealer, right? Absolutely. <laughs> like, just give that to Diedrich, put Diedrich in the in the prison with Pollux, Diedrich gets the information. It's that easy. Yep. <sighs> is, no, it, this... is there anything else? I... Don't watch this movie. Don't. It's, it's way too long. Like, it has funny like, moments. There are some movies that we've watched that I've been like, the the Iron Sky movie. Absolutely, that it's it's a hilarious movie. I I, I think everyone should go out and watch that. And I, I I really want to see the sequel to it because it it's it's a genuinely terribly good movie. <laughs> it's terrible, but it's funny. Um. This has elements that are good, but it's mostly just fucking garbage and a waste of your life. Like, I messaged you in the middle of it, and what did I say? Uh, oh, it was on the uh, Glowing Week Point Discord. Yeah. I said, holy, holy fuck, fuck, this movie, this movie is, is, bad. is bad. But not in, like, a fun way. It's just boring. The two leads are having fun, but the actual plot I'm supposed to give a shit about is a snooze. And you responded... Hundo P. Because <laughs> this sucked. Oh, actually, this reminded me of a couple of issues I had with the movie. Which is, the whole situation with Caster Troy post-ventilation... Uh, impact? Like, yeah. the the lady who talks Sean Archer into getting the face switch says that Caster Troy is a turnip. And to prove her point, she, uh, pushes a, she, she puts out her cigarette on his arm, right? 
And so yeah. what I understood that to mean is that he had no brain activity, right? Like he Correct. is functionally dead. That's what a turnip would be. Yeah. But he's just in a coma, which means he does have brain activity. But like there's a difference between being a turnip and being in a coma. And if somebody was in a coma, you would post guards alongside the international terrorist for hire who yeah. is in a coma. But no, yeah. they left him unchained to a bed next to Sean Archer's dis- d- disfaced face. <laughs> yeah. In the next room over, like... With with no in, guards in, around in anywhere, a, in a top secret state of the art facility, like that's like the pink Pink Panther, the uh, the thief, not the the gem or anything, being like, you know, knocked unconscious, and they're like, hey, why don't we put him in Fort Knox? Right. <laughs> Why don't we just leave his unconscious body in Fort Knox and then walk away? Let's leave him in the Queen's treasure vault. Yeah. Yeah. And remove all the guards. Yeah. I'm sure nothing bad will happen. For nothing this. bad could possibly happen. They, they get forced into putting the face on him and then get burned to death for their trouble. Like... Yeah. <laughs> fucking... Well, so how did they track down... Tito? The... Yeah, the exact three people who right. know everything. Um, and I, I looked into that, too. And there's an entire... Uh, that part of the script is entirely different. Like, they shot this differently from the script that is, like, posted oh. for everybody to see. Because, like, they were in actually in actual different places. Like, the doctor, he did get there to put on his face, right? But then he yeah. had to, like, track down Tito at his house and murder him to get the wedding band. Okay. Yeah. But instead, I I guess to save a little time, although they didn't seem invested in that elsewhere in the movie, they cut it down to just burning the three of them in the Institute. Yeah. But yeah, those three people were in different places in the actual script. Ugh. Which, I mean, if you're going to cut, if you're going to save time there... Save some time on the action scenes. My God. Yeah. <laughs> too much of it. Way too much I love much action. action. I love action. And I love John Woo's action. But most of this action was just bullshit. Like, it, it, it didn't go anywhere. It didn't do anything. And it didn't involve characters we cared about. Yeah. Which is, like, one of the most important parts for action, right? Like, yeah. a- action movies are cool. John Wick. I mean, I'm going to keep going back to John Wick. Is an amazing movie. The action scenes are awesome. But that's because one side of it is always John Wick. Yes. And we, we've been, we, we were given enough time up front to care about who John Wick is and what he's trying to accomplish, right? Yeah. And we're just not given that here. Like we get, we get, like you said, the three minute sequence at the start of the film. Of Sean Archer cradling his child in the weirdest possible way. And then the child dying. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's straight into an action scene, pretty much. You know? Yeah. Like, uh, I, I can't I can't care about these characters. Yeah, I... I no. 
Uh, all right, well, that's enough about garbage. Yep. Uh, um, what are we doing next week, John? Well, I actually have a question for you about that. Because we're going to oh, talk shit. about the games. We're going we're gonna to play some games. Oh, cool. I've been playing but, games that aren't RuneScape. Uh, not me too, actually. Um, I mean, you're always playing games that aren't RuneScape. Uh, no, I mean... That I'm not consistently playing. Um, do we want to pick a new game for each other to play this week, or play a little bit more of what we've of a game we've already been requested to? So, like, I you told me to play the Dark Side Detective last time. I'm willing to do another week of that. And in fact, okay. I could probably beat the game. Okay. Well. Uh... What other games? Because I kind of don't want to yeah, go back to know. Death's Gambit. Like, <laughs> I don't fucking know. Maybe. Have you changed your your backloggery at all to account for? Oh wait, Symphony games? of War. I'll, I'll play some more Symphony of War because I've been doing that anyway. Okay, cool. Then, then that works. So yeah. we're gonna we're gonna play some games, uh, including a mobile game. Um, pick a number between 1 and 10. 10. Shit, there are only 9 of them. Uh, <laughs> 6. You willing to spin? Okay. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Sorta Go! We are going to be playing Sorta Go. S-W-O-R-D-I-G-O. This will be interesting. Oh, this doesn't look good. No, it, it's definitely probably the worst of the ones that you could have picked. But damn, uh, I remember. We're, we're gonna... I remember looking at this one and saying it didn't look good. So we're we're gonna be playing Sword Go, and we're gonna be doing another week of One Hit Blunders. This time around, uh, we're gonna be playing. Uh, playing? No, what listening to? Gautier's Making Mirrors. Gautier's. Gautier, thank you. Yeah, this is the, uh, now you're just somebody that I used to know somebody. Correct. That, guy. that is That is this album. All right. Well, thank you for listening in. Appreciate it. Anything you're looking forward to for the next couple weeks? Uh... Not really. <laughs> okay. Okay, that's fair. I don't know. I've got nothing going on. I think I have to find a job, so I have things I'm not looking forward to. Yeah, you should probably get a job, loser. Yeah, that's that's what I've been told. <laughs> okay. It's <laughs> kind of harsh, but fair. Uh, I mean, nobody <laughs> called me loser. Oh, okay. But they implied it. jerks alright well we'll see y'all next time we won't because there's there's no cameras between the two of us I can't actually ever see y'all I'm uh, looking hold on I've got a thing I'm looking forward to I'm hoping I I put this out into the ether and it manifests itself I'm looking forward to no mass shootings in Texas for the next two weeks 
You're really asking a lot. I know I am. But it'd be really cool, because there's been, like, six in my state in the past two weeks. Yeah. It's been bad over here, man. Real bad. (laughs) I would not want to live in Texas, both in general and also for the last couple weeks. Yeah. (laughs) Um, My heart goes out to everybody who's been impacted by those shootings. Just felt like I had to. (sighs) It's a bummer. It is. But that's why I'm putting it here at the end, because we had a good time the rest of the episode, so... Uh-huh. It wasn't bogged down by that, because we made that mistake before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> episode fucking one. Right. <laughs> the only episode I'm... where I've cut out whole segments. <laughs> Alright, well, share this with someone who is a couchetard, and we'll see y'all next time. Bye. We will. Goodbye. We love you.